0: real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: So I'm in my early twenties and female. I moved out on my own for the first time about two years ago. I haven't had much to do with any of my neighbors and have always been slightly uneasy to the fact that no one around here is looking out for me. If anything seems off, no one would notice, or do any investigating to make sure I'm alright. Last year I noticed a man constantly walking his dog in the grass area behind my home. This isn't unusual to see, it is a common area for residents here. His dog is super cute, and my cat liked to play with it through the glass door out back. They would just chase each other back and forth and put their paws up the glass and such. Real cute stuff. Well, one day I was outside and his dog came running up to my porch with glee to get pets and say hi to his kitty friend. This is the first time I actually spoke to this neighbor. We'll call him Mark. So, Mark seemed decent enough and we got along just fine. We started hanging out pretty often in a short time period because I'm a smoker and he was letting his dog out all the time and it was summer so we ran into each other quite often and would spend an hour or more after work most days talking. This lasted for a couple of weeks. I gave him my phone number and was happy to have a friend in my complex. I will say, he was clearly very interested in either having a romantic relationship with me, or at least being butt buddies. He said this quite a lot, not butt buddies, but you get what I'm saying I was very honest with him that I wasn't interested in either at all, and had to tell him this quite often. Frankly, I was getting rather irritated that this came up several times every time we spoke. He rather quickly was trying to get me in his house. From the first time we talked until the last. He offered multiple times every time I saw him. I always said no and blamed it on me being COVID cautious. He quickly got tired of that excuse and invited himself into my home as well. I always said no. One day he came out while I was smoking with a bottle of wine and a couple of glasses saying I had to try this stuff because it's delicious. I instantly noticed that the seal is broken screw cap bottle, but doesn't seem like anything was drank. The bottle was filled to the brim, which I also thought was a little odd because usually wine isn't filled to the tippy top like that so he pours of a couple of glasses and doesn't drop a beat in telling me to take a drink. I felt very uncomfortable, but didn't want him to feel like he was being accused of anything when he's just trying to be a nice friendly neighbor. After all, he poured himself a glass of this very same stuff, right? Well, my mama still raised me better than that, so I totally faked a sip and said it was good. After any sentence, either of us said he would again tell me to take a drink. I told him I don't really drink, so I'm pacing myself, but did say that I noticed he hadn't drank any, and to please go ahead. He didn't reach for his glass right away, but in the middle of speaking, he reached for his cup and knocked it over, spilling the wine into the grass. He brushed it off rather quickly and told me it's my turn to drink now. I said, but you still haven't drank anything. You spilled your drink. Pour yourself another glass. I don't want to drink alone. So he did. He still didn't drink anything. He did tell me a few moments later to drink mine. I told him that he needs to catch up and we basically just kept doing that in circles. He reached for his glass again and guess what? Spilled it again. Wine is all in the grass now. Then he told me to drink. At this point I'm done. Too many red flags are screaming at me to get the hell out. I'm honest with him that this seemed really sketchy and I didn't trust the drink because he is refusing to drink any but is way too eager for me to drink mine. He told me he was just clumsy or taking it slow because he doesn't drink a lot, but he has seen me have friends over taking shots and drinking beers and wine so he knows I'll handle it better than him. Yet another red flag is raised, so he's been watching me, huh? I think it is important to mention that our complex is huge, he used to work here, and knows the maintenance crew, and he doesn't live particularly near me. He is about half a block away from me and cannot see my windows or yard from where he lives, and has a few different common area yards closer to him that he could use for his dog. So I told him I'm flat out not drinking anything because of how this all seemed. He once again pours himself a glass and once again spills it. There isn't much left in the bottle at this point. I pour the remaining wine in his glass and tell him to drink with me on three. We raise our glasses, to my amazement he actually takes a drink, and I spilled mine into the grass. Oops. He comes out about two nights later while I was smoking and instantly starts complaining to me that I wouldn't date him or have sex with him. And he doesn't know why all girls are like this. He starts getting really loud, shouting at me asking me what the problem with him is, that I won't do these things. I told him that I had been honest with him since I had met him that I'm not interested in that, and that it isn't him specifically, I'm just honestly not interested in that from anyone right now. He still shouted at me, and started complaining about his ex and her dog. Yes, her dog. Then proceeded to tell me that he used to abuse the shit out of that dog, and went into detail about how he wouldn't feed or water it because it used the bathroom in the house and how he would kick it really hard. I'm horrified at this point, especially considering this whole time he's telling me this he is playing fetch with his little dog. His dog always seemed scared of him and I had even pointed that out in the past and he said that his dog's previous owners were abusive so he is just very scared and distrusting. The dog was always very excited to see me though and would cuddle up with me and stay by me, so I always thought I was extra special. But with that knowledge, I just think the poor guy is currently in an abusive household. I was so done with this guy that I just cut him off and said I needed to go because my friends were waiting on me. He has sent me several messages of gibberish when he is outside. He will just blow my phone up with. Hey. Hi. j NSjebajeb, N-S-J-E-B-E-J-E-B. Jehek Law. My name, hi, KWBJWK. It will just keep going. He has texted me telling me that he knows I'm home because he has seen me walking around or that he sees my car in the lot. He will throw his dog's toys on my porch. I think trying to get my attention to come out because of the cute dog, he will just stand outside my porch for hours. It's all cold and rainy or snowy these days, so it's even creepier I think in his mind since I'm a smoker. I'll come out eventually silly him though, because I just go out front when I see him out there. He said several things to me before the wine fiasco went down that were red flags. I figured it might be a language or cultural differences, though because English is the third language he has learned and America is the third country he has lived in. I guess moral of the story is to just trust your gut. He still is bothering me, and like I had said, we only spoke and hung out for a few weeks in summer of 2020, My last message from him was last night. He asked me what he had done wrong, and if I felt disrespected in any way. I have not spoken to him since he screamed at me for not sleeping with him, sandwiched with admitting horrible animal abuse. I thought about answering his text with the brutal truth about how twisted and creepy he presented himself as, and how uncomfortable he made me feel, but I didn't want to give him any ideas on how he should improve. Stay smart, folks. Don't drink things people give you if the seal is broken. He was definitely trying to drug me. Edit! To everyone telling me to move. I really appreciate the concern for my safety. I would love to move since I have become uneasy in my own home environment, but moving is expensive and not something I can afford at the moment. I also do have a stun gun, pepper spray, and handgun. I am extremely reluctant to ever use a gun on a person, but I do have training on the weapon. I do bring the pepper spray with me every time I go outside now, even if it's just to take garbage out or pop in my car for a second. I-26 female recently moved into an apartment with my boyfriend, 27 male. We instantly fell in love with the place and the price. We got approved and moved in rather quickly. The place is in a college town area, There is a bar nearby, grocery stores, and fast food places. Nothing out of the ordinary, nor sketchy. On the day of move-in, our landlord gave us our keys and briefed us on the neighbors. There are only four apartments in the complex. Landlord said they are very reserved for the most part. One neighbor is very scared of C-19, so they stay inside. Neighbor across from us seems to be very reserved as well. Now I saved the best for last our bottom floor neighbor. Let's call him. Cal. As we were walking up towards our place, our landlord said, oh yeah, that's Cal. He is very weird. Boyfriend and I looked at each other like what the F does that mean? His windows and doors were wide open. Landlord explained that he did not have AC at the moment he continues to have all windows and doors open. We ignored it and continued unpacking. We had prior plans to leave town, so we did not spend the first few nights there. Upon arrival, we discovered why he was weird. When we first saw him, we said hello and made some comment about the weather. He seemed confused or disoriented and said, ''Aha, yeah, okay.'' As the days passed, we would say hi, he would reciprocate at times. It was obvious that he was socially awkward. If I pulled up into our parking lot and he saw me, he would scurry into his room thought it was unusual, but brushed it off. We thought that was the extent of his weird. Boy, were we wrong. Slamming, shoving, and hitting of his own doors started at night, only at night. The slamming and banging was so loud that it woke us up. When we got closer to our door, we heard him yelling. We finally understood why he was deemed weird. This continued for many nights in a row. We would notice that he just stands in the middle of the parking lot and talks to himself. If he sees me, he goes back inside, etc. Things escalated this past weekend. It was late in the evening. We were chilling, watching TV, when we heard a knock. We immediately knew who it was since Cal was chilling outside with the neighbors. Boyfriend answered the door and Cal asked if we had seen a young Asian woman walking around. Boyfriend said no and he walked away. Last night, I came back home from visiting my family. Immediately after I came home, Cal went upstairs. Boyfriend answered the door and asked if we had seen his mom walking around. Boyfriend sternly said no and closed the door. To conclude, this morning at 6 a.m., we heard an extremely loud knock. I awoke immediately. I went to the door and did not see anyone though I saw a flashlight. I got super scared and woke up Boyfriend. We looked out and saw there was a police officer looking for Cal. From what we can make out, Cal called the police due to hearing a gunshot and a young woman scream. Boyfriend was up since 5am and state he did not hear any of that. At this point, we are on edge with this dude. If he comes upstairs again, we are going to tell him to ask the other neighbors. I'm not sure if I've been traumatized or if I'm just overreacting, but my mom's neighbor was murdered recently, and I'm really struggling to cope. The thing about this is I grew up in my mom's house for 18 years and moved back recently to an apartment 5 minutes away, so I'm over at her house often. I grew up with these neighbors and got somewhat strange vibes from all of them, but really liked one of them, the dad. He was always very kind and very likable. He and his wife had issues, and they had four kids, one of whom was mentally unstable and was living with her parents well into adulthood. I always got eerie vibes from her, but I always just chalked it up to a manageable dose of anger and severe mental illness. She had also gone through a severe trauma in her teen years that kind of explained the instability. Well, I showed up at my mom's house on a Thursday. The daughter was outside appearing to have a full-on mental breakdown laughing non-stop and talking to herself quickly and strangely in between laughs. It seemed like she never even paused for a breath. I was afraid I won't lie. But I knew another neighbor had called the police, so I thought it was going to be handled. I will never forget the look of her face, though. She had been laughing all day long for hours on end, and her face had changed a strange color of bright red and orange. At one point she was laughing and talking to herself while looking directly at me. By the end of the evening she was inside and the house was quiet, and I stupidly assumed it her state had somewhat lessened. You would think I would know how bad it was and how dangerous she was from the description, but if it's someone you know, or even just see regularly, somehow you just don't consider that they can be as dangerous as what you hear on true crime podcasts. The next day, police and ambulances came and taped off the house. I assumed it was quote man unalived himself end quote at first and I was only a little surprised. Then we found out she had murdered her father. He was a sickly and frail older man who had been taking care of her alone out of compassion. The photo of her crazed mugshot with scratch marks on her face from him fighting for his life. The image of seeing the two of them together seemingly happy and normal, the image of her red and orange face, and the idea of his horrific last moments haunt me. I can't process it. I can't find a lot of info about a neighbor being murdered and I don't know if him just overreacting or if this is a trauma. We have a neighbor who's a severe alcoholic. She is in her mid-70s now and has calmed down a lot. Back in the early 90s we used to have to call the cops on her because her boyfriends would be beating the shit out of her in the front yard. She used to pick up random homeless people at bars and let them live with her. There was a time when there was anywhere from 510 homeless alcoholic or addicts living right next door. One of the ladies had one leg and her boyfriend ended up beating her up too. Once we found two of the guys on our back porch going through our stuff. Our neighborhood used to have open top recycling bins and she would switch our bin with her bin so it looked like ours was overflowing with beer cans. She's been sober now for like 10 years and is actually a really nice person and good neighbor now. My stepdad called the police because he thinks the creep a few houses down keeps stealing my sister's underwear from the clothesline. We put our suits on the railing too when we get out of the pool and both of ours went missing once. He never saw it happen so cops didn't do anything but he went over there yelling at him, and we still have our underwear now. Just to give you some background, I grew up in a not-so-big city, but it was the biggest one in our state. This city had a reputation for being a bit rough, with quite a bit of violence and crime. I lived right on the edge of one of the toughest parts of the city. My home was in a trailer park, and it was the closest one to a bar right next door. However, this bar had a bad reputation. It would often get shut down because of all the noise and fights happening there, but it would always reopen as long as they changed the name of the place. I never really understood why they had that rule. Anyway, I was no stranger to encountering sketchy and not-so-nice people who seemed to show up out of nowhere. I also had many neighbors I was warned to stay away from. That's just how things were in that area. I learned from a young age that you should be careful because people can be dangerous. Our trailer was positioned with a fence on one side separating us from the bar and one other trailer. That other trailer was often empty or abandoned for a long time. There was a single mom and her two daughters living there and they were younger than me. During those years it felt like having a safety net against anything scary. But when the single mom and her kids were forced to leave, a creepy guy moved in, And that's when things changed for me. I was in my first year of high school, so I was about 13 or 14 years old. My home life wasn't like the happy families on TV, but I didn't know any different back then and I was pretty naive. I was just starting to realize that my situation wasn't like what other people had. I was really sad when those girls who used to be my neighbors had to leave. They were younger than me, but they were my only friends in the trailer park especially after some really unfair evictions that my crazy old landlady did a few years ago. Then this man moved in. He was the only one officially living there, but during the first year or so, I often saw him in his yard with a group of guys. They were older than me, but younger than my parents, so probably in their late 20s to mid 30s. Sometimes he and his friends would behave badly when they were drunk, similar to the people at the bar from the other side. Things got weird right from the day he moved in. Unfortunately, the first weirdness came from my stepfather, who was just a really awful person. He was proud of being racist and found it amusing. So within about two weeks, my stepfather had a six-foot fence built between our trailers. He didn't want the new neighbor on the tiny strip of our property that had never been an issue before, and of course he took great pleasure in saying mean and hurtful things while we built it but our new neighbor never complained about my stepfather's hurtful words or the strange fence. He was very polite and would always wave when we came home. This made me feel bad, embarrassed, and like I owed this stranger for not reacting to my stepfather's hate with more hate, but instead with kindness. Unfortunately, this reaction led to a dangerous situation. Even before the fence was finished, he and his friends would move closer to the front of his trailer, whenever they saw me going to check the mailbox by myself. Our mailbox was in the middle of the trailer park and it was one of my chores to collect the mail. I would go to the mailbox and they would be inside on the porch or in the yard, but every time I came back they would gather in the front or driveway. He would greet me and his friends would just stare and then laugh. In my family it was a joke for a long time how scared and uneasy I would get around strangers. They all thought I would grow out of it and find it funny, but I haven't and I don't. Actually, my gut feeling has kept me safe many times, so I'm not ashamed of being cautious anymore. I used to quietly say hello, try to smile, and give them a wave, but I'm pretty sure I always looked scared because that was my usual state. I thought they were laughing because I seemed afraid, but as time went on, I felt more comfortable saying hello and waving. They still laughed though, and it made me uneasy all over again. I couldn't figure out why they were laughing. Were they laughing at me, my voice, my smile, the way I waved? Did I walk strangely? Mostly, I just wished they would ignore me at that point. Then one day, as I walked to the mailbox, the neighbor came up to me and started walking with me, and that became our daily routine. He would walk with me and ask me normal questions about my day, school, and stuff like that. I didn't really like it, It was more than just my usual anxiety. I felt like alarms were going off in my head every time he was near me, but I didn't trust my feelings back then. I'd been told so many times that I was being foolish for being scared, so I kept scolding myself for being overly cautious about this nice man who had never done anything wrong. One thing to mention is that he never checked his own mailbox when we went there together. If he had, it might have made me feel a bit better. If he just needed to get his mail, then it wouldn't have been strange for him to walk with me. One particular afternoon, the nature of our conversations during these trips began to change. A few days later, we were at the mailboxes again, and then he suddenly said, Hey, don't tell your dad I said this, but you've got really great legs. I don't know why, but at that time, I just wanted to cry and take a shower. My parents took a long time to realize that I might not be telling the truth when I said there was nothing in the mailbox. On that day, my mom got mad at me, thinking I was just too lazy to walk to the mailbox. Finally, I told her the truth. I was scared of the neighbor, and then I told my mom what happened at the mailbox he went with me and what he said. Well, my mom found it really funny. She thought I was being silly and shy, getting scared for no reason. She even brought it up during dinner and insisted I tell my stepfather. I kind of hoped that maybe he'd understand. After all, the neighbor told me not to tell him, so he must have known it wasn't right. But my stepdad stayed quiet for a bit, and then he said, Well, you do have nice legs. So what? I felt embarrassed because it seemed like it was nothing, and I needed to just calm down. So I eventually got back to checking the mail but strangely, the neighbor didn't come with me anymore. It made me feel guilty because I was worried I had hurt his feelings. He also wasn't hanging out with friends as much. For a while, he was hardly ever home, but when he was, he was alone. Now, fast forward a few months. I started seeing him randomly when I was home alone or checking the mail. He would wave and smile at me, making me feel even more ashamed for overreacting. But then one evening while I was taking a shower, my mother banged on the door and yelled at me for steaming up the bathroom, saying it could make the carpet mold. So, like I had done many times before, I turned the crank to open a small window in the shower to let some steam out. This window was pretty much at the top, near my forehead. It was only about four to five inches tall and went along the whole wall of the shower. I had been opening it while showering almost every day since I was five or six, But you couldn't really see the person in the shower, just their head, and even then, you'd have to be looking closely to notice it. I opened it a little, but then I heard a noise, so I looked out. I made eye contact with the neighbor right away. I quickly crouched down a bit to hide my head and tried to continue with my shower, but I felt exposed and really uncomfortable. A couple of minutes later, I decided to peek out the window again just to make sure it was just a coincidence, but he was still there leaning on his porch railing, and he smiled slowly when our eyes met once more. Then I closed the window and hurried to finish my shower, kept telling myself it was all just a coincidence and that I was overreacting, but after it happened about three times, I started taking very quick cold showers so I wouldn't have to open the window. Not long after these uncomfortable shower incidents began, he started waiting outside for me when I got home from school. I used to walk home from the bus stop, and he always seemed to be in front of his trailer. At first, it was just occasionally, but then it became an everyday thing. He would step into my path and block me from reaching my front gate. He would make small talk, just like he did when we walked to the mailbox. I always replied politely, but also told him that I really needed to get inside and take care of my dogs. They had been alone all day while my parents were at work, and I had been at school. Around that time, a girl about a year younger than me moved into the park at the far other end. She was friendly, and we had a class together, but we didn't really talk to each other. That changed one day when we got off the bus, and she asked if I wanted her to walk with me. I was surprised and confused by her offer, but I was also excited because I thought maybe he'd leave me alone if I wasn't by myself. So I agreed, and then she asked if I knew the strange guy who lived next door to me. I felt so relieved that someone else found him creepy that I wanted to cry and laugh at the same time. She told me that about a week before, she had stopped at the landlord's trailer to ask a question, but when she left the landlord's trailer, she saw me walking to my door, and he was just standing there, watching. As soon as he noticed her, he started walking with her and tried talking to her. He even told her she had beautiful hair. She told him to go away and then ran all the way home, Now she and I came up with a plan where she would walk me to my driveway, then I'd stay on my porch and watch her until she turned the corner where I couldn't see her anymore, and he couldn't see her either. Eventually, he stopped waiting for us after school. A couple of weeks passed with nothing strange happening. It was now fall, and when I left for the bus stop in the mornings, it was dark outside. My new friend only rode the bus in the afternoon. But one morning he saw me leaving for the bus and called out to wish me a good day from then on he was always there when i left the house my parents both had early work shifts so i was usually alone from around 5 30 a.m it was obvious because their cars were gone at first he would act like he had some outdoor chores to do at the same time i was leaving and act surprised to see me then he just started sitting in front of his house waiting halloween came and I wore a costume to school. I was 15 years old, and like most costumes you can buy at Party City or Walmart, it was a bit revealing. It wasn't anything wild. I was dressed as a midnight spider witch or something like that. The costume was a long-sleeved dress that went down to my ankles, but it was tighter than what I usually wore. It had a low neckline and a slit up the side that went higher than it should. I waited and watched through that tiny window in the shower, and didn't leave at my usual time. Then I saw him go inside his house, so I made a quick move to leave, but he caught up to me before I even got past his driveway. He made some really creepy comments about how I was growing up nicely and warned me to be careful with boys. I ran for the bus stop, calling back over my shoulder that I had to hurry or I'd miss the bus. After this incident, I tried my best to avoid being outside my home alone from then on. A couple of months later, I got a job and decided to drop out of school and get my Jed. I basically spent as little time at home as possible. We had a few uncomfortable encounters where he would say weird things like, You've got a good figure, just what men want. Be careful not to lose that figure. But with help from friends, it became pretty easy to avoid him. But here's a surprise. About three years later, for some reason, the FBI arrested my stepfather and he went to federal prison. So my mother found herself living alone in the trailer after I had moved out. One night, while we were on the phone, she asked, What do you think of Bobby? I responded that I didn't know who Bobby was. She seemed a bit annoyed and said, He's been living next door for years. Don't you remember? Your dad didn't like him. Then I chuckled and said, Oh, you mean that creepy guy? Well, obviously, I think he's creepy. There was an awkward silence, and then she said, Well, he kissed me today. I think I like him. This left me in shock and upset silence, and I reminded her about the comments he had made about my legs and all the other creepy stuff he had done. Her response was, Oh, you know how you are. You're just always scared of everyone. You probably just had a crush on him and didn't realize it. But as it turns out, their romantic relationship didn't work out. Instead, he tried to live in her trailer without permission and had to be kicked out forcibly. So I'm really glad I moved away from there, and I don't have to see him again. Thank goodness. Not so much creepy as mentally ill. I was about 9-10 years old when she lived at the end of my court cul-de-sac. She called the police on me about four or five different times, mostly for playing ball game stow close to her house. Though one time a group of older kids from my suburb dug a big hole in the park at the end of the street and made a bike ramp, which she called the police assuming I did it despite her official statement saying she watched me do it. I had a police officer show up to my house and question my nine-year-old self about if I did it or not. Clearly my skinny body was a dead giveaway. I was not capable of it. She also had a cat that she never let out of her house that she would only take out sign on a leash. She accused me of setting a trap in the laneway near her house with nails and broken glass, hoping to kill her cat her words. This has actually got her in trouble as part of her rent agreement was that she couldn't have pets. Then to wrap up the horrible two years of her ruthless reign over the street was by throwing a small axe through her front window into her front yard when I was walking by on my way to school. She moved about a couple of weeks later, and I heard the police were involved. All in all, she was a good neighbor, 710 would do it again. Edit. Totally forgot to mention the time she called the police on her Asian neighbors, accusing them of eating their dog solely on the reason. It hadn't barked in a few hours. Police had to come in and search the whole house despite the dog sitting in the backyard. Earl, the old man who lived across the street. Real name because he's dead and I don't care. He started off totally cool and was a sweet old man. Our family was really good friends with them for many, many years so we interacted with them often. He had a vegetable garden so we'd always have fresh veggies delivered weekly every summer to our door. He'd knock, hand us a big bag of food, have a nice chat, give a quick hug and off he went. One day out of the blue, as he went to give my sister, probably 14 at the time, a hug, his hand slid down to her. She didn't say anything because he was very old and she thought it may have been an accident. Until the next time, he went to pat her on the shoulder and he grabbed her. She told our mom then, and I'm unsure of what was said to the neighbors in full, but he was not allowed to come here anymore or the police would be called. So he just sat in his living room bay window staring intently at us the moment either my sister or I or our friends were outside. I'd hate to say I heaved a sigh of relief when he passed, but I did. The rest of his family were absolutely wonderful people who we considered family, and it really raised tensions when he was alive, knowing he was trying to prey on us, and we couldn't go over there and see the others, and they were ashamed of his acts.